Hello, welcome to Betsy Goes to the Movies. I'm Betsy. So this week I'm doing a request from my friend Andy called Aquarium of the Dead. It is amazing how there's no traffic until I start trying to record an intro. I'm sitting outside because it's beautiful. Anyway, yeah, this the title pretty much sums up the movie. Read the episode notes for all of my gaping plot hole questions. I'm not going to get into them here. Um, this came out in 2021 from The Asylum. It was directed by Glenn Miller. The screenplay was written by Mark Gottlieb. It stars Eva Sia, Seja as Miranda, DC Douglas as Daniel, Vivica A. Fox as Clue, Madeline Falk as Karen, Anthony Jensen as Senator Blackburn, Erica Duke as Beth, Brandon Lee W. as Skyler, and Robert Contrato as Schuster and Jeffrey Thomas Johnson as Smith, who were the two AMTs. My podcast episodes are released on Thursdays. I post episode notes and updates to my website at BetsyGoesToTheMovies.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BetsyGoesToTheMovies for news and updates. If you have ideas for good, funny, bad, campy, cheesy, so bad it's good movies, please email me at BetsyGoesToTheMovies at gmail.com. This started off pretty confusing. We have guys wearing scrubs pushing a med cart, discussing what's obviously an animal in distress who's having what they think might be an allergic reaction to a tag. And then a doctor who's also in scrubs is standing at a tank screaming to them all kinds of medical jargon, saying that the stuff from Eden Zoo had to be destroyed, she needs all of these meds to try to resuscitate this octopus that's swimming like crazy around its tank and is really terrible CGI, by the way. And Guy throws her a syringe, which is labeled Eden Zoo, spoiler alert, and she makes this dramatic catch the syringe in midair and whip around and stab it into the I mean, she just stabs. Considering that this octopus is swimming in circles under the water of the tank, I'm not sure what she's stabbing there unless it just like pops its little head right up to the surface like, hi, poke me. Right when they think they lost the octopus, all of a sudden its tentacles, which magically have become like 16 times bigger, come out of the tank. The CGI has not gotten better. And now, in the space of like 0.25 seconds, it has gotten out of the tank over the rail and killed the two guys with the med cart. The acting is not the worst that I've ever seen. CGI though? Oh my god, Vivica A. Fox is in this. Okay, in case you didn't pick it up from the Sharknado movies, I love her. As part of the COVID shutdown, the San Diego Aquarium had online camera tours and I did that a lot. Apparently at the Shining Sea Aquarium, which is where we are, the dolphins are showing some kind of viral infection that's causing rapid deterioration in the hardened tissues. Apparently the dolphin died and she has to be recycled. I don't think I want to know what that means. However, they don't show the dead dolphin, which is kind of weird. Maybe they didn't have the CGI up yet. So now we're in an office. The scientist who is doing the postmortem examination on the dead dolphin named Hannah, who, oh, recycling means that the dolphin gets fed to the sharks. 
because you know if there's a mysterious viral infection there's no way that that could possibly be a bad thing dude's getting a video call from ellen from Maiden Zoo, who is freaking out, going, you have to make sure all of those medications were destroyed. You know the medication that they gave the CGI to puss in the beginning? Yeah. He said, oh, it's fine, we moved them. She said, no, you moved? What is moved? Why are they not destroyed? Everybody's like, oh, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Scientist isn't quite 100% sure. Oh, right. Oh, that was great. So Danny, the guy who's like, yeah, sure, whatever. We took care of the medications. I'm totally confident in this, even though I'm acting like you're an idiot for asking. Is in charge of the VIP shark experience where some random person gets to feed sharks. And dude's name is Skylar, and he's like, oh, I didn't know that was a guy's name. Really? Anyway, feeding sharks is not a terrible birthday present. Okay, I'm really confused by the dialogue here. So it's Skylar's birthday, he wanted to treat himself to something new, so he buys the VIP pass at the aquarium, so he gets like a personalized tour and he gets to feed the sharks. And he gets a gift bag with a toy shark in it. But, you know. And when Daniel tells him the types of fish they're feeding him, he makes a comment about throwing some garlic and tomatoes, you've got a bouillabaisse, and then Daniel's like, so a dude named Skylar who also cooks? It's like, what? The fuck? So many men cook. I don't understand this whole weird gender shaming bullshit that's going on right now. Anyway, which then leads Skylar to being like, yeah, it's a diverse world. I'm in my second year of nursing school, so I don't have time for a love life, let alone cooking. And now I'm just trying to figure out how the love life thing popped up? Like, did I miss something? There are camera shots of the Makos feeding. You just get the belly and the bottom fin. I'm sorry, I'm not up on my shark anatomy, so I actually don't know what that fin is called. But that's it. There's no tail, no head. <laughs> it's just a bunch of shark bellies across the top of the screen. Now Skylar's telling him, my favorite is the walrus. They're like gentle giants. Not everything I've ever seen. The scientist's name is Miranda. She's got him on the walkie-talkie. Like, yeah, so just double-checking on that Eden Zoo supply. He's like, yeah, I took care of it. You gotta trust me. We've got a shot of ducks and that have holes in them. Okay, we've got an aerial view of the bay and ominous music. This Senator Blackburn guy who's coming in, I don't know what he's there for, but Miranda's pretty freaked out about it. He's marching into the building along with the ominous music, telling his aide, don't let me get sucked up in a conversation with her. Their camera angles are terrible. So the acting is actually not bad, and the script's not bad. I mean, Daniel's like, what the hell, but the camera angles, they keep missing their faces. Like, Senator Blackburn is walking up to meet Miranda, and you have shots from the neck to the upper torso, and then it just sort of pops up like, oh yeah, that's right, face. Oh, the scientist vet, whatever, who was taking care of the deranged octopus managed to survive. She's limping into the building now. She's carrying a walkie-talkie in her hand. She can hear growling in the ducks, and instead of using the walkie-talkie, she's walking along going, hello, hello, like, come on. Oh. 
Now she remembers the walkie-talkie. It's Vivica A. Fox! It turns out the senator is the CEO and president of the facility, which is badly in need of everything. They need updated water toxicity sensors, heating and cooling equipment, a high-speed network, and he's like, oh, just do an online store. So, Dr. James, we're back to her. She's the one who was attacked by the octopus. And Vivica A. Fox, whose character name is Clue, but she'll always be Vivica A. Fox to me, are discussing the octopus, which is now in the ducts, how it became reanimated and is now full of toxic bacteria. Apparently, every vent for the ducts has to be shut down manually. Also, Miranda, do you hear my Miranda? Miranda, do you copy? That kind of doesn't leave a lot of room for her to respond. But it's cool, because Dr. James is going to go find her. Covered in chemical marks and something about her. I don't know about you. If I'm running around an aquarium and somebody radios me and says, Hey, there's an animal on the loose, and it's in the ducks, and it's killed two vet techs, radio me if you see it, do a sweep, it's probably already gotten loose. Um... I'm, I'm not really going to be okay with that. So now Karen, Dr. James, has found Miranda and the senator. And she looks like hell. And the senator's like, oh, wait, this isn't quite normal. Now we cut to Joe. Joe is in charge of disposal. He is apologizing to Hannah, the dead dolphin. And in doing so, he suddenly notices that there's some weird gooey substance on a table much like the gooey substance that was by the Hyde and Pierce bodies. Uh, CGI dolphin eats Joe. Also, that was weird. So I guess it must not have been a fully grown dolphin because that definitely didn't look like the right body size. So Karen is now, we're back to all of them. She's explaining to them, yeah, so this octopus was dead and now it's not and it's in the duct and it killed people. And Brenda's like, cool, so we're on lockdown. So Dr. James goes, this animal has become reanimated, and Miranda's just like, cool, great. Thanks for saying that in front of the man who I'm trying to convince should give us money. Well, all the animals went from nice, happy, normal things to dead, and they're trying to break the tank. Hey, look, more CGI. Normally, zombies are not my thing, but the CGI is so bad in this movie that it's really not scary. So Clue and Christy, Christy would be the one who's like, wait, why the fuck are you telling me that there's a deranged octopus stuck in a duct with me and I should sweep the room? Discover, like, the lights start going out, they see dripping water, and Christy's like, fuck this, I'm not getting trapped in here, I'll get on the boat and go for help. So Miranda gets the senator, the senator's aide, Beth, and Dr. James into a locked room. Beth's like, oh, my purse, and Miranda's like, leave it, the water pressure will kill you. The tanks burst, like, what water pressure? Christy is now running alone, which is such a better alternative to getting trapped with other people and weapons. And of course, there's growling in the ductworks over her head, and now she's kind of like paralyzed with fear. And she's backed herself up against the water tank. You know, the tanks that the animals are breaking? And now there's blood screaming. All right, Skylar, forgot about him. And Daniel are still here. They're outside the building. All the alarms are going off. I guess everybody else forgot about them, too. Skylar's like, um, is this normal? What's going on? Daniel's like, oh, it's fine. It's, it could be anything. Miranda, where are you? So Skylar's solution is 
Fine, I'm just calling 911. Daniel's explaining to Skylar, it's cool that you called 911 and everything. They can't get in. We're on lockdown. We can't get out. <laughs> Skylar's like, what do you mean we can't get out? We're trapped here. He's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's cool. A tank probably just breached. Like, he's incredibly blasé for how everything is going down. Daniel says, we're fine. We're going through the sea otter display. And then you hear a bunch of growling, and it turns out the sea otter display came to them. Now, the senator and Beth are freaking out because they can't get their phones. I feel like that's not exactly the top priority at the moment. Clue is trying to find her way to central access to see if she can flip the breakers and get them out of there. Of course, the octopus is still in the docks. That's eventful. Alright, we've got, I'm guessing these are EMTs, maybe? They've got badges. They're having some thing about one guy's like, you survived going down Tahoe with a busted boot. You can do this, marry the girl. Wow. They get the call that there's a fire at the aquarium. They are literally standing right in front of the aquarium. Dude's like, yeah, we're about 30 minutes out. We'll get there as soon as we can so that they can continue the discussion about the other guy's ring and wedding proposal and all of that stuff. Clue has now made it to central access. Of course, everything's out. There's goo dripping everywhere. What? Like, what, what is the goo coming from? I know it's coming from the octopus, but like, what about the octopus is making goo? She thinks the octopus might be on the move. What gave it away? So Miranda gets the door open. I I'm confused now. I thought the doors had all locked between them. It's dry as a bone. All of those busted tanks? No, it's totally dry. The tanks are, are not broken in the slightest bit. No glass, nothing. Completely full of water. All right, Daniel and Skylar are still trying to get away. Uh, it turns out the fence is electric, and Daniel has decided he's going to try to turn off the fence, runs them to the control panel, which of course is locked with a padlock, and they are now backed in a corner. Skylar's like, we're smarter than the fish, we've got hands, we have to figure something out. Daniel's like, that's thesist. Daniel wants to get back inside the aquarium. Skylar's like, fuck that, there are sharks. Daniel says, it's fine, they're behind two sheets of acrylic, which clearly didn't stop anything else. And hey, cool, there are tunnels. <laughs> Skylar's like, cool, they got a bathroom and a candy machine. Yeah, let's do the tunnels. You need a candy bar, you're a little hangry. I like Skylar. Now we have Miranda, Clue, all of these guys. They hear more growling, which Karen helpfully points out sounds like crocodiles because zombie crocodiles that's exactly what this movie needs yep it's a zombie crocodile <laughs> oh my god okay so they duck behind an exhibit to hide from the crocodile you see a shot of the crocodile's back going past them and then they stand up turn around and Beth says there it is it's the exact same shot from before of the exact same CGI crocodile walking towards them. And now Miranda yells, run. Well, EMTs have decided that now would be a good time to just mosey on in there and check it out. And engage dude, or engagement dude, says, oh, maybe it's out and they canceled. And the dude who took the call and said, yeah, we're 30 minutes out when they were standing right in front of it, said it's not a fire until it's out. Now you fucking care? They're trying to figure out if it's a false alarm. 
because we can't find anyone. There's no smoke, no sign of emergency. Doors are locked. All right, back to Daniel and Skylar. Skylar's like, we need to find armor. Daniel makes fun of him and then grabs the emergency axe off of the boat, ship. I don't know where they are now. Oh, Pirate's Bay. Pirate Bay is the pirate boat they used for the um, kids display sort of thing. And now here comes a zombie king crab. So they're screaming at each other because he can't get the fucking door open because there's a lock on it. He's holding an axe in his hand. Hit the fucking thing with the axe, dude. Also, they're, okay, so they've come around the corner. They're, I guess, going up against whatever these things are. Skylar's looking at the ground. Daniel's looking up in the air. Like, they're not even looking at the same point of view for the one crab. So the crab jumps on Daniel. He's on the ground thrashing around yelling, get it off me. It's making stabby motions with its claws and yet somehow it, he's completely unharmed. So after he gets the crab whacked off of him by Skylar who grabs the axe and uses it like a baseball bat, then all of a sudden he's got wounds all over his face. Not while the crab was on him, not as the crab was getting knocked off of him, but completely after the fact. He's got like cuts and bruises all over him. As Skylar says, maybe I should hold the axe, another crab comes and lands on his face. Although at least this time the wounds appear, you know, at the same time as the attack. All right, back to Miranda, Senator and company. They have decided they're tired of hiding in the closet or wherever it is that she dragged them to and want to see if the crocodile's gone. So the Senator wants them to break the glass and get through the door. And she's trying to explain why that's not going to happen. It's not breakable. And he's like, the fish figured it out. They can't be smarter than us. As they're having this argument, Bearing in mind, everybody's looking at the floor, or everybody's looking down. That's the only one that who is standing behind him. He sees a zombie starfish, sea star, sorry, coming towards them, and doesn't move her feet, even though it's like right on top of her. So now they're all stomping on the sea stars and crushing them. The sea stars are all attacking Karen. Okay, so they're back in the theater, and something's attacking the doors and what is it sea stars i don't know i i can't keep track of what animals are not really there because the cgi has not gotten better or what they're supposed to be not running from so the starfish are on the back of karen's coat her coat as in the thing that can be removed and she's just spinning around in circles screaming oh now she gets it off and then goes on a stomping spree so karen's explaining to kill those starfish you have to destroy their central nervous system and it's like they can't even exist outside of water. They pump water, not blood, and they don't have a brain. All right, so Karen's explaining to them that whatever this viral thing is that's happening to the animals is also making their natural toxins more potent and is what is killing people. And now she's explaining to the senator that these animals are undead. So they're gonna do my absolute favorite thing ever and they're gonna try to get on the roof. Why not go up on top of a building surrounded by an electric fence with sea creatures that have turned into zombies and can survive outside of water? I like Skylar. We're back with Skylar and Daniel. Daniel's found the entryway to the tunnels and he's struggling to try to get the door open. Skylar's like, do you need help? 
Dude, I work on all the time. Hey, He-Man. So when he distracts Daniel by yelling, what's that over there? And Daniel grabs the axe and starts to run. He just flips the latches that were holding the door shut. Apparently the crabs have a vendetta against Daniel. So they're men. They've been outside this whole time and they are gonna piss their pants trying to get to a bathroom. Uh, EMTs still trying to figure out what's going on in the building. So dispatch sent them the phone number for Clue to see if maybe they can get through to her. Did nobody think to call back the number that called them? Because that, if somebody called in and there's nothing there, why wouldn't you call the original caller? I've had 911 call me back before. Well, responders call me back. Apparently the octopus slimed the entire desk and she can't get any of the computers to work. The senator said, tell me why this desk is so important to us getting out the aquarium. And Miranda says, without it, we're not getting out of here. That doesn't really explain anything. She has to explain the desk has all of the monitors, computers, security, everything that basically lets us get in and out. Clue is telling her you, you can't get off through the roof. Oh, and by the way, make sure no water gets in. Our Daniel and Skylar are in the bathroom. Daniel's admiring the wound on his face, which is going to leave a scar that will get him laid. Now they're insulting each other's career choices. Daniel's telling Skylar, I've got plans. This aquarium is not my life. Daniel's solution, as they start to hear the crabs coming back, is to go up into the aquarium. I don't know why he thinks that would be better. Skylar's like, so you want to take us into the aquarium with the sharks? Daniel's like, oh, it's fine. You're in tank. Really obsessing about the sharks. I want to play man eater now. Daniel's like, we're fine. This is our plan. This is what we're doing. I am a professional. Skylar's like, so you've got the axe. I have no weapon, no armor. I'm stuck behind you. My face is already jacked. I'm not okay with this plan. All right. Karen's fucking with the dead starfish on her coat. She and Miranda are basically trying to figure out why the starfish did what it did, and it's moving again. So Miranda now believes Karen that, yeah, these actually are coming back to life, and then she tells Clue, don't touch the slime. Clue's like, why would I touch the slime? Like, come on. I'm gonna get you soft. I don't touch slime. This is like the third time Miranda has said, thanks, Clue, we'll keep moving, and yet they haven't gotten out of these chairs in the theater box office. All right, we're back with Daniel and Skylar. Daniel seems to not be doing so hot. He's sort of stumbling around. Like, I, I feel fine. I just need to sit down for a minute. You lost a lot of blood. Where? Skylar's like, dude, you lost a lot of blood. Stay with me. Focus. He's got like one scrape on his face and one scrape on the side of his mouth. Oh, I bet he turns into a zombie. So he finds a mud cart that conveniently happens to be sitting there, picks up like six bottles of water <laughs> before deciding on one. Daniel grabs the axe and they're off to find another door. EMT guys are still walking in circles around the aquarium. So, <laughs> oh well. Uh, EMT, the one who's getting married, calls in, says there's nobody here, there's no people, and dispatch replies that there's another outage, something's got to be going on. And then they see a crocodile, and they say people are running around in there, there are animals on the loose, we got to get them out. 
what are people? Like, there are no people. There was nobody. The subtitles said they were screaming, but there was no one around. So there's a grid outage. It'll take 45 minutes for them to get there and fix the outage. They're supposed to wait for animal control. They're like, no, we've got to get in there now. And I'm like, where was this attitude when you were standing in front of the aquarium and telling dispatch you would be there in 30 minutes? Oh, yeah, I forgot it was Skylar's birthday. Daniel and Skylar were sniping at each other again as the CGI tentacle comes out of the duct. This is hilarious. So Daniel cuts off the octopus tentacle, right? They turn around. Not only is it the crocodile, it's the same shot, the exact same shot of the crocodile that they showed twice already. All right, we're back with Miranda and everyone. They're trying to find a way out. She wants to go. I'm confused here. So she says that they can use the sea lion habitat because it has a tube that's about 15 feet that they can go through. Senator's like, cool, let's do it. She goes, oh yeah, it's in quadrant one and we're in quadrant two. Why even bring it up then? The starfish are everywhere. Except Miranda's got a plan. They know the octopus is somewhere in the ducks. It still has the tag on it. If Dr. James can activate the tag, but they can't. She doesn't have her phone. All right, so they have to try to get to Karen's phone, get it turned on, get the tag turned on, call 911, all before the backup generators fail when they're in the dark. Karen picks up a book. I don't know why the book is important. They haven't had a book before. Oh, it's not. It was back. Okay. It's the her binder. Because the whole thing is the animals can't... Of course, there's foreshadowing. The animals can't get out of the aquarium. The devastation would be terrible. A starfish crawls into Beth's binder and she picks it up. All right, so Miranda has taken them through the educational lab. She wants them to crawl through the ducks to the sea lion habitat. I guess they're just going to give up on getting the phone. And she tells them they have to go first, and personally, I just think that's a terrible idea. I think I'd rather take my chance with the octopus. Of course, the fucking senator's like, I can't believe you left your phone. Wait, if Dr. James could take a different route, why couldn't they? All right, Beth is coming down the ladder. They made it wherever it was they were going. Oh, hey, they found the crabs. And Daniel and Skylar. And Dr. James? I, I don't know. All of a sudden, everybody's there. Daniel's losing his fucking shit on the spider crabs, though. He's just like, nope, uh-uh. I have X. I can email. And as Karen and Miranda are running off to get Karen's phone, and Daniel and Skylar are saying, hey, by the way, we don't know where the crocodile is. We hear growling. All right, they're in veterinary. Joe's dead. Why are dead humans not being in infected? Hannah's gone. And hey, guess what? They discover that... They were using Eden Zoo medications on the octopus. They're very not happy right now. Oh, Miranda's pissed. Daniel done fucked up. I also love how through this whole thing, it kind of makes Miranda's point. They have no way to get on the network because there are too many dead spots. So she can't turn on the telemetry tag for the octopus. The toxicity sensors in the water weren't able to pick up the toxins that are being secreted by the animals. How do they get an elevator open? EMTs have now somehow managed to get one of the elevators open. Of course, it's the guy who's gonna get married. He looks up and the octopus is on the ceiling of the elevator. How did he, how is he even able to do that if everything's on lockdown? Wait, hold up, what? So he gets on the elevator, right? And he's going up, the other guy's like, wait, gets the fire stairs door open. 
is running up the stairs. So he can't see anything. He just sees the door close behind his buddy. Well, the dude is somehow able to hit the button for level five. Door opens and he gets out as his partner is running up the steps and his partner grabs him and is like, what was that thing? How? You didn't even see anything. You weren't even there. How the fuck do you know that there was something? There are huge gaps in this that don't make sense. All right, we're back with Clue. Clue is doing something that's she says almost there. Now we're back in the hallway with everyone. The senator has grabbed Daniel. He's like, what were you thinking rigging that tank to break when Bess and I were here? I'm guessing that he came up with this whole plot to do something that would cause the aquarium to have to be shut down or get insurance money for funding would be my second guess. And Daniel says, I only lied about the syringes to sabotage the veterinary clinic. I was going to wait to rig the tank until you two left. And now here's a super bad zombie walrus. And it's the exact same shot of the crocodile. It's even the same wall displays, the same movement, everything. So now they're stuck between a walrus and a crocodile. So Skylar yells, I'm not dying today, grabs the axe. He goes after the fucking walrus. That ends about as well as you'd expect. Clue's got cameras back up. Dr. James unnecessarily tells everyone to stay completely quiet. They figured out that the animals can't actually see them and they're communicating with each other. Here comes another walrus. This is kind of clever. Karen uses her phone to record herself talking as she backs away from the walrus and then she throws her phone in another room and so the walrus follows her voice. Okay, Clue's definition of good news, bad news is not good. Uh, so good news is she can override the locking mechanisms. The bad news is that doesn't mean jack shit because they have no power. Of course, in order to get to the basement, which has the breaker box that will restore power through the backup generator, they have to go through the shark exhibit. Whoever is playing the senator, which I'm sure I will have figured out by the time I do the intro for this, has the best facial expressions. They're hilarious. I'm not being sarcastic, it, it really is great. There's more growling as the crocodile comes around the corner and it's not exactly the same shot, but it's using the same walls. So if you know that they can't track you by sight, why do you keep like running and hiding in corners? Just stay still. Also, how does the crocodile keep showing up wherever they are? All right, so they are now in Shark Cove. Guess what's in Shark Cove? The sharks. Guess where the sharks are? Not in the tank. Not to mention they are missing a few. There are more than just two Makos and they can only see two. The senator gets another one of those hilarious looks on his face. Yeah, the senator was planning on getting the place condemned. Miranda's going first past the sharks that are just laying in the aisle. Clue's making all kinds of like, oh, oh, noises from the console. They got past the first one, second one. Beth is running a fever. Wait, how is Beth the one who's contaminated? Like, Daniel had his face ripped open by spider crabs. Granted, it was after the spider crabs were knocked off of him, but it's just a clue's reaction while the senator's trying to get over the sharks is so funny. He makes it. Daniel's trying to get Beth across the sharks. She's just like, no, she's burning up. She has a fever. She's like, I can't, I can't do this. All right, Karen's the only one left. Also, Karen was the very first one attacked. And she's fine. Oh, got Karen. So the other shark, the first shark, they've got two they have to get over, right? 
Karen gets out of the first shark as she's going over the second. The first shark starts moving and grabs her by the leg. Everybody's yelling, run. They get her away. They're, like, guiding her off. They don't cut the camera soon enough. You see them, like, get her around the corner, and then she just kind of, like, leisurely strolls and stands, like, obviously waiting for the scene to end. Oh, crap. Clue just got taken out by the octopus. They're dragging Karen, who now all of a sudden cannot walk and is screaming, but there's no blood or sign of trauma. Oh, now there is. All right, Beth's passing out. She's looking rough. Karen's screaming. Again, I'm just really confused. Karen was the very first one attacked. Other than being mauled by a shark, she's fine. Oh! Okay, so the starfish that got into Beth's finder got under her shirt, latched onto her stomach, and has been feeding on her and eating its way through her stomach. And she's just been going along this whole time with no indication whatsoever. And, and she's like, I didn't want to say anything because we had to move. Bitch, no, you need to get that shit off you now. Like, there is no, oh, we had to move, so I'm not going to say anything. Fuck that. Oh my god, it's drinking her blood source. That's a great line. Alright, so they've got a knife or something, and they're digging around under the starfish trying to get it off of her stomach, and they're just kind of, like, gouging around in there. I mean, there's just, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't look comfortable or effective. That's dead. Uh, octopus got the senator. Yeah, there's, there's really nothing left to save at this point. Back with the EMTs. Um, marriage guy is trying to get somebody to come, who I guess handles bigger issues than just animal control, to come and take care of the 15-foot octopus that almost got him. Guy he's talking to is like, yeah, uh, I gotta wrap this up. You have no idea how bad it is at Eden Zoo right now, so apparently that's still going on. Once again, they're freaking out. We've gotta get them out of here. We've gotta get in there. Where was the sense of urgency when they were told it was an actual fire and they were standing in front of the building saying it would be 30 minutes? Okay, so they've made it down the stairs. Karen is running normally. The basement's flooded. Daniel's screaming, where's the breaker box? Hey, they found the rest of the Makos. So Miranda is climbing her way across the ceiling to get to the breaker box. She needed Daniel to come with her for some reason that I don't understand. He's just yelling careful, which is incredibly helpful. Oh, hey, look, there's the octopus. Oh! It did not get Clue. Cool. I was afraid it did. Okay, deep fried calamari is a great line, but that's squid, not octopus. I don't understand this. So Clue grabs the axial deep fried calamari, my favorite, and jumps, but then it's a shot of her falling upside down. Miranda's hanging from these beams, yelling Clue and crying. Daniel's going, get to the breaker box, keep going. She's just hanging there crying. She has really great tattoos. So she swings herself to wherever the ledge is supposed to be and then says, I can't get to the breaker from here. What was the whole point? But it's okay, she can get to the generator, but don't they have to flip the breaker to turn the generator on? Daniel, in his effort to continue being helpful, yells, don't get eaten. Right, more growling. Also, if these things are supposed to be blind, how does the octopus keep finding them? So here's a thought, if you are trying to hide from things that operate by sense of sound, don't talk out loud to yourself. Got live wires, that's always great. But she got the generator on, just in time to see the octopus heading towards her. But she's got the conveniently placed live wire to use to electrocute the octopus. Alright, EMT's got Karen out the door. Miranda stops Daniel when he tries to follow Dr. James to the EMT. She's like, yeah, no, we're going to have a discussion about the disposal order for the Eden Zoo medical supply. 
when you told me was the story? So it turns out Senator Blackburn's idea was to sell off the aquarium. He wanted Daniel not to switch the supplies so that a few animals would get hurt, rig a tank to flow so it would look like the aquarium needed to be condemned. Then he could sell off the land. And she's like, they told us this supply was contaminated, that it caused animals to become incredibly dangerous. What did you think was going to happen? She tells the EMTs to take Daniel into custody, and he's like, I can't. I can only take anybody who needs medical attention. I don't have the authority to arrest anyone. I'm not an officer. She's like, okay, cool. Punches the fuck out of Daniel, and the guy looks and goes, okay, well, that'll do it. That really sucked. She, like, really, really loved that place. All right, so that was Aquarium of the Dead. I actually thought the acting was pretty good. Whoever edited it, like, they're definitely, I, well, okay, I don't know if the weird random things that came up were because of bad writing or because of bad editing, but the CGI was something, and I don't even know what was going on with the camera. Anyway, thank you, Andy, for that, and I will be back next week with another great movie.